Fantasy Draft. The only rake-free daily fantasy site brings the heat again with a $700,000 guaranteed rake-free contest, the Hooters Main Event. This is the largest and only rake-free contest of its kind you will find for Week 4. And remember, only on Fantasy Draft are 100% of entry fees paid to contest winners. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com with referral code FFP, and you'll get a free 7-day trial membership. The trio behind Fanball's original pants party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let's put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John Tubi. Now, here's Anthony Maggio. All right, welcome to JL Beers for week four of the NFL fantasy season, the quarter poll of the fantasy season. John Tubi, Bo Mitchell, Anthony Maggio here with you as always from JL Beers, joined by Andy Keenan from About Damn Time Podcast. It's about damn time you joined us here. Hey, Andy. thanks for having me, fellas. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. We are out here at JL Beers in Burnsville every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. to record. Uh, so you can hear our dulcet tones and, of course, uh, our fantasy football advice and uh, our advice on beer. Andy and I are actually drinking a good uh, a goza here from Oh, Boulevard. my God. It is so good. Chill vibes. Yeah. Boulevard chill vibes. You don't it's, often hear people say, there's a nice hint of cucumber in my beer, but yet that's what you boys are telling Oh, me. it's not a hint. It is <laughs> yeah. It is a full cucumber flavor, I yeah, can tell you that. Getting smacked in the face with a cucumber. It's, it's well, dope. You don't want Whoa. that visual. Well, it's like that, that's like that so. gif no. with the lady that gets hit in the face yeah, with the yeah, hot Yeah, I don't know what gif you're Yeah, that's us right now with cucumbers. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm branching out with the Grain Bell Premium yeah, this week. Hey, I'm wearing the so, shirt. There you go. Taking Beautiful. a step back from the hams because they're right. out. Yeah, we drank them out of the hams. I'm I'm enjoying. I don't the know that that's something season. to be proud of. Yeah. He's I'm proud of. He's him, dedicated. I, I kind of am. He's committed to the bit. There's no question about. It. He's Cal Ripken with the green belt. I'm I'm going all in on the cider this week. They they said it was a pumpkin cider that didn't taste too pumpkiny, so I'm on board. It's a down east from Dixon, right? Sure. Oh, no, no, that's not right. Down east or down downbound and east. Nice. Or, I was no, going with the Dixon good. cider. Never mind. Um, coming up in the show I today, I don't understand. We got, uh, of course, our immediate regrets. We got news. Talk a little bit of whatever and uh, some fifty-fifty. And Andy's going to jump in with whatever he's got as well. So as long as he's here, anyway, we've got Andy for the first part of the show. So we are happy to he's have him. He's got comedy to do. He does. Yeah, I host an open mic at uh, Bullshorn Food and Drink. It's in South Minneapolis nice. every Wednesday at nine o'clock. Uh, we have a headliner every week, so you know at least somebody's going to be funny. Uh, and there's, <laughs> there's some pretty big names that come through. Next week's actually our anniversary show, one year since we started wow. doing it, which is crazy to me. It feels like we just started it, but the lineup is insane. You could probably pay $20, $25 to see these comics, and you can yeah. come watch them for free at Bullshorn. So. That's a- that's the second. That's Come check button. it out if you're around. Can we like move it. our show to a different night? I, <laughs> well, I we could I just keep out. it under an hour, and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> I'll go over there. <laughs> no, we talked about doing that. ain't going to happen. I, I'm, we're... If you do come to grips with that, if you do come, make sure to have a burger because they have the best ones. And I, I know we're in a place yeah, that they say, also sell the second burgers. Second best, JL okay, Beers this, is the best. This is the best one in Burnsville. That's the best one in Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a JL Beers in there's South a, Minneapolis, yeah. North Minneapolis. <laughs> North Minneapolis. Yeah, I think, but we, hey, second is good. Northeast. We need a burger Nordeast, fight. Yeah. Is what we need. A burger throwdown. You guys can slap each other with the cucumbers, Bo and I. Today's my anniversary show as well, although it's my wedding anniversary. That's right. Show. Well, and it was Tubi's anniversary yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, this is high fives. High fives. Nice. Still married. Our wives are noticeably yeah. absent. <laughs> and, and, and here we are celebrating anniversaries at a bar with other men drinking beer. That's well, why our marriages work, I think. And speaking of, let's talk regrets. <laughs> the Party Podcast now continues with... I immediately regret this decision. Let's find out what moves Maggio, Mitchell, and Tubi feel remorse over. Bo, I think you should go first with your regrets. Okay, well, last week I was torn, and I Ouch. picked the wrong rookie quarterback to start for DFS purposes. I went with Kyler Murray. I stacked him with Larry Fitzgerald. Looked good in the first quarter. Good move. Over Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes. Man. Who I would have started naked. No stacking at all. Mm. Whoa. Murray, oh, he would have, not Bo. Bo would have had close up. <laughs> uh, Murray wound up with the two touchdown passes and 69 rushing yards, nice. which was nice. 
Uh, not great. And 173 passing yards, which nice. weren't so nice. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones, 336 yards, two touchdown passes, and our two touchdown runs. He was the DFS contest winner last week. What I should have done instead of being torn and just gone with one or the other, maybe start a little bit of both. I, you know, that's, that's you can do that sort of thing in DFS. They allow that. That's solid reasoning. Right yeah, there. I also regret the fact that someone came up with that Danny Dimes nickname. It's a horrible nickname, and I'm uh, going to use now it. Now it's being repeated it over and over and over again like by it. people that think it's clever. I'm with Andy I, on this one. I, I, I think it's dope. I, I think it's I great. Thought it was, I thought it was all right the first 700 times I heard it. Not anymore. I'm tired of it. I like Steely Dan better than Danny Dimes. <laughs> All right. Well, we can try to get that to catch or, up. Or, or how about this? Let's see how if about that this? works. No, okay. Well, somebody, somebody tweeted that out earlier this week. Earlier okay, this so week. it's not so, yours. So it's not mine, but that's that's why I like it more, because I've only heard it once. <laughs> all right. Uh, or how about this? No nickname at all. That That's allowed as well. If your name Danny is, boy. If your name Dan. is generic like Daniel Jones, you have to have a nickname. You don't... You, you, there's right. so many people named nice. Daniel Jones. You can't do that. Right. I suppose. And he's dope. That's that's a good point. Were you, that's I don't, a solid point. I don't know you guys well enough to know. Did you guys kind of poo-poo that pick? Were you down on that when that happened, thinking that Daniel Jones was trash? Uh, I'm no uh, college football expert, but uh, certainly that was the... You know, wide opinion is that it was a reach. It was a certainly. reach, and so I thought he was a first round worthy pick. I just, I think the overall consensus was they might have been able to get him with. Yeah, their next my picks. my criticisms were if that's the guy you want, trade trade back and take him because nobody else is yeah. going to take him that high. So it's just they didn't optimize their value with that pick. Did they get the right guy? I couldn't really, or I couldn't really answer that question. No, at the time, after a at week, the time, yeah. the val- they they might have been the only team that had him valued that high yeah. on, on their charts. And so. we've had such a large sample size to base right. the fact that he yeah. goes from being the hey. worst pick in the history <laughs> of the NFL All draft to the games. greatest quarterback ever. One full yeah. <laughs> regular season game. All right. Suvi, how about you? You got some regrets? Uh, I do have a regret. Uh, like Bo, I was uh, making some matchup, uh, make, making some lineups last week in DFS, and um, I really liked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers passing game matchup. I thought mm-hmm. that, that's a matchup I want to exploit. And there were two receivers you could choose between. And Chris Godwin was, I believe, five or $600 cheaper on Fantasy Draft. And it wasn't like I was even saving that money to spend elsewhere. Like, yeah. I'm going to spend up here. I looked back at my lineups, and I just I went with him because he was $600 cheaper, which, as we all know, mm-hmm. the other guy was Mike Evans, who... Uh. You know, it would have been the it. difference between it being a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I did okay. I picked up yeah. a few bucks to, hey, I made enough to buy my motorboat in that Hooters contest. <laughs> so <laughs> that that was my regret. You had you know, to work the, that in. The decision process was, was got out based of the way on early. money. <laughs> that's for real? Clean. A motorboat? That's what you won for the Hooters contest? No, no that's, that's what that's, he would buy with If the I money. win oh. enough in the Hooters contest, I'm going to buy a motorboat. It's, 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 a, it's on principle. No further questions. No, that's, all, no, that's all I needed to know. That's good. Uh, for me, uh, my regret was not considering Kyle Allen as a cash game quarterback. I, had, I play three cash lineups every week in the different slates, and in two of them I had Dak Prescott as my, my quarterback. And, and the the process was fine with, with Dak. He was yeah. relatively cheap. I think he was like the sixth, seventh, eighth price quarterback and, and had the matchup at home with the Dolphins, right? I mean, checks the boxes. The thing is, Arizona's been just as bad against other, uh, again, you know, uh, fantasy quarterbacks. And while Kyle Allen's an unknown, that defense is a known commodity, and that Carolina offense is a known commodity with all of the weapons they have. And Cam Newton wasn't accurate. We we had a feeling Kyle Allen would come in and be more accurate than Cam was, and. As a result, I mean, Kyle Allen was about stone minimum, right? And so I could have saved boatload, motorboatfuls motor of money boats, yeah. and, boat. and had Mike Evans. I, you know, I could go motorboat. I could have played all of the guys, <laughs> right? Um, and instead, I, I spent that money on Dak, which, again, fine, but not the optimal play. Um, and honestly, like, I didn't even... I didn't even consider it, and I should have at least considered it. Certainly, the it would have uh, resulted in, in better lineups. Uh, again, not mad that I played Dak. It's just so you did I need zero to be smart enough with, with, with Kyle Allen. Allen. Yeah, and I just I need to be smart enough going forward to you know see those opportunities for yeah. what they are versus just dismissing out of hand Kyle Allen in his first start. Right. No, I, yeah. I agree. That's a little bit like my situation with Danny Dimes. 
Ray, at least have to <laughs> throw, Dan. maybe throw in a few few lineups with, with the guys that you just have a feeling on that yeah. are really cheap and you're able to build good lineups around them. Yeah. Andy. Yeah, I have a I have a regret. Yeah, hit your uh, regrets, couple, man. I mean, besides most of my life decisions, I think that's, that's <laughs> welcome one of the to the big club. Uh, you got a half hour. Ready go. <laughs> I invested a lot in Devin Smith. Okay. I I don't know what yeah. it is. I I remember having him and seeing a, a lot of potential with him a few years ago with the Jets, yeah. and I kind of forgot he existed. Most did. Just yeah. invested. Until he he might was, have even, yeah. And he yeah. was cheap. You know, I just put yeah. him everywhere that I could. We brought him up in 50-50. He was, yeah, and yeah, we talked about guys, right? He was one of my guys. Talked about him as a tournament play and yeah. just couldn't hit on and, a deep one. And he he just wasn't there. And you get, you thought with Miami, everybody's going to score, right? I did a similar thing with Randall Cobb. I had a uh, lot yep. of Randall Cobb mm-hmm. last week, too. Yeah, it, it was a big day for Amari. Dak did fine. I mean, Tony Pollard ended up being the guy that. Yeah, if you had that one, the I mean, go yeah. buy lottery tickets. That's that's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, you could you could at least you know logically get to okay, Dallas is gonna you know blow the doors off of uh, uh, the Dolphins here, and so Zeke's probably going to get his in the first half, take a back seat. Pollard's gonna come in. Like you could tell that story pretty easily and yes. get to Pollard, but um, you know you had in order to get to that blowout state. You need to score points first, and you know it was reasonable to think that all of those, uh, you know, the Cobbs and the Smiths of the world were going to get a, you know, get in on the action. But just any, it was just mostly Amari. Really. Co- you yeah. know, Amari Cooper had a huge day, and Monster. and and that took care of it. So, all right, very good. I think we should uh, throw to throw to Bo, Channel Score News Desk. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you. To stop what you're doing and listen. All right, a little bit of news uh, happening this week. A couple of running backs uh, making headlines. Melvin Gordon's holdout is over. He's going to be back here in uh, week four. Not going to play in week four, but he'll be back with the team this uh, this weekend. And, and, and we're assuming back on the field for, for week five. Saquon Barkley, of course, you know by now, high ankle sprain out four to eight weeks. Cam Newton has the Liz Frank injury in his foot. He's also out four to eight weeks. Just talked about Kyle Allen a little bit there. Ty, T.Y. Hilton, quad injury going into last week's game, scored, and then left the game early uh, after injuring it again. His status uncertain for this weekend. Similar story with Devin Singletary with the hamstring injury. Alshon Jeffrey, it looks like he'll be back for the Eagles. Deshaun Jackson out again uh, this week. For the Thursday nighter. Yes. So, guys, uh, maybe start with Melvin Gordon. I, what's what's your what's your initial reaction? He's not playing this week. Austin Eckler owners have to be a little bummed, but how bummed? Uh, well, a guy on Twitter uh, hit me up for advice. He was offered um, on, on, oh, uh, David Johnson for Austin Eckler. Ooh, wow! Before before, before the, the, news? the Gordon news hit, and I said, Except. "Run, don't walk." You mm-hmm. know, smash that button, and I believe he did. So. Now people are saying it's a it's a buy moment, buy low moment on Eckler. I like Eckler. I think he's going to be a, a fantasy value the rest of the way. He's not going to be RB one like he's right. been. But uh, man, you can turn him into David yeah. Johnson. Well played, sir. Absolutely. The I know I was here last week, but did we talk about Austin Eckler sell high last week? Because I know I've given that advice on yeah, I think the Twitter we machine because we talked and, that, that uh, Justin Jackson hasn't quite yeah. lived up. Yeah, I, I believe we we riffed we on were that all just here. Who knows? But yeah, I mean that was I was drinking. That was kind of low Same. hanging fruit to be to sh- be shopping Eckler. Because oh yeah, because you, you knew Gordon was coming back here right, right. sooner or later, and there were even rumblings last week that he, mm-hmm. you know, he's not going to sit out the full eight weeks as was yeah. initially rumored. So at that point, you're thinking, okay, next guy to come along that offers me something of big value for Eckler, I'm jumping on. Well, and it makes a lot of sense, too, because as they were losing games that Gordon could probably have an impact on, he doesn't want to come back to a team that's already out of it. So the sooner he can come back, maybe he can make an impact on that. It makes a lot of sense after the couple of weeks that they've had. Well, and you see an Eckler play so well, it's like there's less and less <laughs> motivation for them to pay him. Yep. Right? You know, you gotta you got to get in there sooner than later so we can stop stealing your thunder. Uh, uh, they have the Dolphins this week, don't they? Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> Hold on for Eckler for <laughs> yeah. one more game here. Yeah, yeah. And then are they? They're not on by the following week, right? They've got a few weeks until they're by. You, Bo's looking that up while he's doing that. Well, I mean, we'll talk about actually. I mean, the Saquon Barkley owner 
is going to be scrambling right now. You They're could, on buying week 12. Oh, it's been oh, a while. Yeah, they got time. Um, I mean, obviously, Wayne Gallman is a potential pickup replay. What did Gallman go for in your leagues? Anybody keep track of I got him. Well, I, I'm a Barkley owner in one league. Okay. And I had to I bid 52 bucks Out of 100? Out of 100. Okay. Because I hadn't I'd spent you like... went for 35 in ours. spent like $2 okay. in that league so far. So I, I had to, I mean, I was... In, pretty dire straits without him so and it's not of course it's not a wing gallman thing yeah i don't think he's anything special he's kind of just another guy but mm-hmm. it's opportunity you know yep opportunity yeah. a back that's so gonna get value. north of 15 touches yeah for the next four to eight weeks and you know i'll tell it's it's gonna get me by i think for a while it might. It might. I didn't put a very high. Any even think, in our league with with Saquon, yeah. where I've got Saquon, he went for thirty five. I think yeah. I put a bit of like. Yeah, I think the highest in. I saw was forty two. I think that was the highest one I you saw. You went for I think sixty or seventy dollars in one one Man. of my leagues. It's okay. uh, and again, it's it's more. It's it, that shouldn't be a, uh, that isn't intended. I don't yeah. think to be a reflection of his actual value. Just more of you know. I really back. need a running back. Me, back <laughs> I think I mean, by now, obviously, and waivers. the only starting, quote-unquote, running back that's yeah. out there. Right? People are listening to this on a Thursday or maybe Until another one pops up next week. Um, well, the point I was going to get to here is, the, you know, part of the reason I didn't go for broke on, on a Wayne Gallman is he's got an expiration date on him. Like, it's that mm-hmm. built in, right? And so if you're going to spend all your money for a four- to eight-week fill-in, you're not left – to react to the next injury, whereas, yeah, Gallman might be better on a week-to-week basis than your Frank Gore when Singletary's hurt or your Darren Sproles, you know, because Miles Sanders fumbled again or whatever, but you can pick those guys up for zero or one dollar on a week-to-week basis and cross your fingers, and it might not work out as well as Gallman. It probably won't work out as well as Gallman, but you hope that, you know, you don't lose by a point or two in a couple of those weeks, and then you've still got your war chest ready to go for weeks eight and nine when there's bye weeks and injuries and you're really strapped. I agree. It's a little bit of a case-to-case basis. I mean, this was a perfect storm of I had a ton of money left. I really, really, really needed to fill a running back spot for a while, Mm -hmm. and all the the rest of my lineup was knock on wood pretty solid right yeah. now, so I didn't foresee needing to throw you know forty fifty bucks at another player down the road. Now watch my team all <laughs> get injured this yeah. week, but but in in other leagues I, I bid on Gallman and it was more in like the fifteen twenty yeah. dollar yep. range. If I got him, I got him cool. If I didn't, well, someone had to spend more than that yeah. to get him. That was kind of the half hearted bid I was yeah. throwing out there, and and you know that offensive line has played better than I think we expected, but it's still middle Definitely. of the pack. You're not expecting. Gallman to be Saquon Barkley. He's he's we've seen enough of him to know that's probably not going to happen. They're probably not going to overload him. So yeah, is he a better option than picking up the Frank Gore or whatever? If you're in a desperate situation, if you lost Barkley, maybe you lost another guy like Bo did. Yeah, you probably need to throw the big bucks. Well, that's why the Daryl Williams news on Sunday morning was so big. You know, I just happened to be up at that time. You can make yeah. that pickup and drop. I I think. I dropped Hilliard for him in sure. pretty yeah. much every yeah. league I could, and, Smart, and why yeah. not? Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk more Daryl Williams, a little nice foreshadowing yeah. uh, here later in the show. Um, Cam Newton. You yeah. know, I, I didn't know that that little kid from the Play 60 commercial was actually uh, <laughs> Kyle Allen. Yeah. It, didn't see that joke on Twitter at all. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Here's you know, Wait, that it, was on Twitter? <laughs> during the during my uh, my day job, I was uh, doing some work on the Carolina game last week, so I was coming up with the potential mm-hmm. that Cam wasn't going to play, yeah. coming up with some numbers, adding in what happened last week. The Panthers have actually been a better team, 4-2 and two versus a, a 548 winning percentage with Cam in the lineup. Mm-hmm. They've also averaged 34 more passing yards per game. Wow. Without Cam. So not only is, I think, Kyle Allen a viable, now mm-hmm. all of a sudden everybody who thought, like me, thought Cam was going to have a big year this year and was in on the uh, Curtis Samuel, sure. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. They, both, they both scored last yeah. week with I mean, Kyle Allen, right? This is good I mean, news yeah, for those this, guys. If this might be, if, if somebody's not paying attention, their overall stats don't look that good. But with Kyle Allen, I think there might be a little something there. Cam Newton was dropped. In a couple of the leagues I'm in. Hmm. 
I mean, I, single one that, quarterback leagues. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't have Short a problem benches, with it. Yeah. Which, which Cam is coming back? I mean, are we getting? Yeah. MVP is he Cam coming? Yeah, back? Right. exactly. When, when was the last time a dominant Cam took the field? Two years ago. I, the another part of last season. Yeah. Another stat is the last game. five Panther games that Cam has played in, no passing touchdowns. Zero. Yeah. Wow. And the last uh, last two games where Kyle Allen has played, they had. Four and, Four and two, two was yeah, it? I believe. Six total, yeah. Yeah, I, so the, I guess we can draw no other conclusion but that Kyle Allen is a much, much better player than Ken. Yeah, his well, arm, I mean, yeah. His arm works. My his favorite, foot works. My favorite thing I learned about Kyle Allen is he beat out Kyler Murray at Texas Tech or wherever they were Is first. that true? I don't even know that. Before, before that Kyler up. went before to It's got to be true. If, yeah. <laughs> well, if he's telling us yep. that. I mean, he saw yeah, trust on, the comedian. That's a great idea. I'm going to look that one up. I, no, I, he's, it was A&M. Yeah, it was A&M. It was, he was at A&M. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle um, Allen beat him out. There, and he has shown nothing but being capable. And what I like, too, is that Carolina spent a reasonably high draft pick on Will Greer, and Kyle Allen showed he was better, and they're like, you know what? He's he's next man up for us, and that's that says something about him. And it says something about Will Greer too. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, I, I I look at this as you know, if you're a quarterback needy team, and there's plenty of those out there because of the injuries that have happened. You know, where do you put Kyle Allen on the spectrum? Is he the the streaming type quarterback that in a good matchup, if he's there, you go out and grab him, or is he you know a top whatever? Uh, I don't know, I was going to say top 12 type, but even when you get in that 11 and 12 range, you're still talking streamers, basically, if you're doing it right. So, I mean, I, I to I'm me... I'm not ready to put him in the top 12 yet. Um, but he's, Q, at the, he's on the short list. In yeah. a super flex league, When you're sure. looking at streamers, he's you, you, he's a guy that you look at right away as yeah. far as what's the matchup look like. got to yeah. like his weapons. I mean, talking yeah. about his two wide receivers, I mean, Greg, you know, Greg Olson's off to a really nice start, and yeah. I heard pretty good things about the running back there in Carolina. And, and they're not set up to, you know... Run down your throat with Christian McCaffrey. Right. They're going to throw to Christian throat, McCaffrey. Yeah. So he might have some dynasty potential too. For sure, he might be worth a roster spot there as well. I am a little more in, enthusiastic about a Kyle Allen hold versus just stream in a in a dynasty setup. And I mean, we'll know in three or four weeks if it's like okay, let's continue this experiment and hang on to him, or you know what, it's not working out. And, no, you know. I think we can jump to a conclusion maybe after the first drive. <laughs> it's a map with conclusions on it that you jump to. Uh, you talked about uh, T.Y. T.Y. Don't, don't call me yeah. Ty uh, Hilton. Uh, action item here is we don't really know what this offense is going to do in his absence if he is, in fact, absent. He's played. They have to find another uh, red zone target, that's for sure. Well, yeah. They're they throwing this, to him They got this guy named Eric Ebron yeah, that's heard, been I've there, heard done that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I know Maj doesn't like that's him. That's the thing I'm looking at here. He's a great right. athlete. Uh, the, <laughs> what I'm interested in seeing is they, they have different ways they can go with this, which is why I'm a little more hands-off. Somebody's going to benefit here. Um, and if you pick right in DFS on Fantasy Draft, for instance, you know, good for you. You're going to make make a little cash. But it's like, all right, do they – does Paris Hilton come in and become more involved? Hey, if does, Paris Hilton comes uh, in. I'll Paris, Paris Hilton. <laughs> Paris Hilton is going to be terrible. If Paris Campbell so. comes in, there, that's he more like will uh, – you know, One of, one of them is going to help you out. The other one is going to just – no. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Naheem Hines. They might, Hines. Might, they might both help you out. Yeah. They might both help you. Yeah, uh, Naheem Hines <laughs> could yeah. split out, while, yeah. you know, and be playing the slot. They could go to twelve personnel, and Doyle and Ebron are both on the field for most of the game. Deion Kane could become, uh, you know, more central part of that offense. I don't know that Hilton's absence necessarily impacts Kane's uh, snap share because I do. I think he'll, he would have been on the field just as much either way. Yes. But he could be targeted more, for sure. There's just not that many targets right now going around because they are running with, with Max so much. But yeah, Max playing banged defense up too. and running the ball. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess the I made a really uh, Something to keep long an eye. story Even if he that. plays again, he, you know, chance he Eddie Rosario again. just made, makes a nice play. <laughs> that <laughs> might heard, have been the one crowd. of the best catches I've ever seen in my life. Nice. I missed it. I was too busy dreaming uh, about real, Paris Campbell. Yeah, Paris, yeah. Yeah, you just, yeah you're caught up <laughs> on the good, good life. Um, Devin Singletary, uh, 
this is another situation where, I mean, right now Frank Gore is is the 1A. I mean, we saw T.J. Yeldon come in. That was a fancy catch. T.J. Yeldon came in and got a handful of snaps, and, and yeah. he wasn't really useful. Devin Singletary is certainly the better player, but I think with, with Singletary, even if he's back this week, I kind of want to see it once before I'm just plugging him right back in. All I know is in the basement of the Hall of Fame, there's a picture of Frank Gore that's aging. <laughs> I, I yeah. got to believe that's the case because the dude is unbreakable. He's Hall of Famer, right? I, a running back that sticks around that long, yeah. he's going to put up the he's numbers. Like I think he'll, he'll, he'll get in. I yeah. think he'll get, yeah. he'll get in. Uh, and then the Thursday night game, for those of you listening uh, here on Thursday morning or during the day, it, it seems like Elshon's probably going to be back. Deshaun, not so much. Deshaun is out. Deshaun is officially out. Uh, so the Nelson Aguilar uh, and he's going to catch him this time, not like those babies nah. that are thrown out the wow. window. That was that was quite the, the that was a funny <laughs> video. His and that comeback was a, to that was yeah fantastic. <laughs> Aguilar getting the guy tickets and yeah, it was everything was great about that. No, right, you lean into right, that yeah. for sure. Um, but I I don't think Aguilar still going to be you know part of that game plan. I JJR Thega Whiteside is not they going to be. They tried to make him. They a thing did. And yeah, he, it was pretty ugly. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate because I I think I watched that guy in college. Like, he's got some talent. He what, just did not put it on the field. Where's Hurts been? He's getting targets. It, he's, he's just not been in the end he's zone. He's getting traded. If you're reading the rumors, he's in the Jalen Ramsey deal. Oh, oh wow! That's, that was the latest, uh, and it's on Twitter, so it's got to be true. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's getting Ertz is getting plenty of targets. I mean, he's still a top three tight end, top three fantasy tight end for sure, just based on the total volume and that position just being a dumpster fire for the most part. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think we hit all of our news items. That's enough. Yeah, should we? Yeah, let's see what time is it. Let's talk fantasy labs first because. I've been using Fantasy Labs uh, in the, this last week. I've, I, actually, last week, too, I talked a little bit about baseball. Had a couple nice tournament lineups uh, in the last couple weeks. Didn't quite get any in this week over on Fantasy Draft. But I've been using Fantasy Labs every time because I use the – when I'm playing in tournaments, especially in baseball, I like using maxing out lineups. So playing 30 lineups, if that's how many they let you get. And I will use their multi-lineup tool – optimize you know generate 30 lineups it'll tell me what percentage i have of every single player that i'm using and i then go in and modify that and i say oh i only want 69 percent of this guy you know not 70 or whatever just just to pick a number um and you generate again and it comes up you know and it you you can mix mix and match and it will automatically stack guys for you and i'm talking about baseball but they it works exactly the same in football um you know if you're playing dfs football on any of the big sites bigger ball it is a bigger ball, yeah. yeah. No bats. Um, it, it it's the amount of time that you save is is worth the money if you were paying full price and you're not paying full price when you because we're going to get trial. how much off ten ten dollars ten off a trial at with Fantasy what code Labs. ten off one zero off so <laughs> make sure you are checking out Fantasy Labs like we've you know we've said this in the past if you're if you're playing a dollar or two a week in DFS. This probably isn't for you. I mean, it's cool to go check out. Maybe you still get this trial just to see what what it's all about. You might be but inspired. Like, you might you might be. But yeah, if you're you know you're playing a little bit of a scratch every week um, or daily, you know, in, in baseball and in the other sports, fantasy labs is absolutely something you should check out. All right. Uh, you said ten O F F. Yeah. All right. One zero O F F. Go check that out. I I need to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hockey. Who needs more beer? Right around the corner. Uh, needs more I, beer. Need beer. I probably do. Your guys yeah. here. What uh, do you need to look at the menu? You, you look at the menu. We'll talk. I'm good. Get your, I'm good. Okay. Uh, I would like another one of those. Yeah. Bo, whatever do you want to talk about? Uh, well, this looks this looks actionable. I I have something. <laughs> Wait, dang it, actionable. <laughs> God, for I have something in common with Carrie Underwood. Oh, I got a guess. Any any guesses? Well, uh, you both have great legs. Uh, wrong and wrong. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I haven't. I'm assuming her legs aren't hairy. Are you going to turn my mic back on yet? Because <laughs> I had three good guesses right there, and, and I didn't. Right. Bo didn't Give up. agree with any. Yeah. All right. Uh, I as well wait all day for Sunday night. Okay. <laughs> Before checking out my fantasy football scores, I've been doing this for about eight to ten years I now. A sad trombone. It's much <laughs> much less stressful to do things. That way, and I, I have enough stress, guys. I have enough stress. I don't need to be stressing over every single 
uh, decimal point being yeah. scored in my fantasy games. I know uh, Scott Fish does things this way as well. He's, he's tweeted about this in the past. I think he came around to this more recently. I've been doing this for quite a while. Um, I just wanted to put it out there. So if I'm playing against you in fantasy on any given Sunday. Text the crap out of you. Do yep. not text me <laughs> yeah. like Maj did last week oh, when did he you didn't see know that this. Touchdown drop by your guy? And another guy in one of my other leagues texted me too. Hey, did what I a battle you? we've got going on here. And I'm like, shut up. I don't even remember texting you. Yeah, I must you, have been blacked you, out. You, you, yeah, you were blackout drunk, as you usually are on Sundays. So, <laughs> What else um, is there to do? <laughs> Uh, I, I just wait till the end of the maybe t- I, usually till after the Sunday night game where there's only the Monday night game left and you know it's down to like one or oh, two yeah, players. Oh yeah, I did then. text you. There it is. So I and, I, and I beat I beat Maj this yeah. week too. So I used to that's, wait all day till Sunday get. night when if you Faith wouldn't have Hill sang me. that song. <laughs> but after then I went out and bought a pair of boots for my wife and now mm-hmm. I'm happily married. So. That's, <laughs> I honestly can't stand that song. I, I, so that's the, I oh, knew man, the TV. That's the only thing I have in common with Terry Underwood. I like that. Sure. You like the song? I'm not a country music person, neither, for one. Neither am I, but it gets you in the... It's Does like, it? It's like the Monday Night Football song used to be, right? The mo- now, yeah. I, I feel like those are very different songs. <laughs> they are. They are. Yes. Uh, are it's, right? hey, hey, a lot of people like it. A lot of people like it. Faith Hill or Carrie Underwood? Oh, Faith Hill. It's not even close. And I like Carrie Underwood, but it's not the boots. I mean... That's all you got to say is the boots. That's a big part of it. But I do something similar. I just do it at halftime of the late game. You wait? With I, the boots? I wait. Oh, you mean wait. Okay. Yeah, I don't put on my boots till halftime sure of the late the, game. That similar th- okay, okay. So you just wait till the, Until halftime, the afternoon game. Because okay. that way, you know, you can have a feeling for it. Mm-hmm. it. A lot of times they're done. You don't even have to worry about them after that. Yeah, yeah I have a problem. But I check yeah, mine. Yeah, there's, I mean, I, I would think. <laughs> We are the exceptions to the rule here. I think a lot of people, since the advent of live scoring, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, people are just just panicking and stressing themselves over every yeah. single score. It, cer- it certainly is uh, <clears throat> It's not good for your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Tubi, well, whatever. Speak, whatever speaking of good about. for your heart, yeah. as long as we're talking about Carrie Underwood and uh, <laughs> Valerie Bertinelli. Man, one hey, of, of my. How old am I? <laughs> I'm old enough to remember. I mean, she was one of my childhood crushes, and she is still she's still rocking it. Eddie Eddie Van Halen's ex, yes, yes. Wolfie's Excellent. mom is her Wolfies. handle on Twitter, yep. and I love her even more after she tweeted during the Sunday night's Browns game, and I quote, "Oh, for Pete's sake, where's the quarterback's protection?" Hashtag Browns. <laughs> she's a big football fan. She appreciates the offensive line, and it got me thinking, as did the oh, she, she was right on target, too. Oh, absolutely. The, the Browns but, might want to think about that offensive line. Well, did you, we knew it was going to be an issue coming into the season, yeah. and it has not disappointed. And they were going up against Aaron Donald in a pretty good defensive line. But yeah. if you notice the stat they threw up there on Sunday night, when Baker Mayfield gets rid of the ball within the first 2.7 seconds, his numbers were late. I think he had one incomplete pass. His numbers were fabulous. When he holds on to it longer than 2.7 seconds. He's when he never starts, completed a pass. Well, like once, and it was for negative yards. I don't know the exact result. But he's he's kind of fallen into that mm-hmm. run around and, and make a play yeah. kind of thing yeah. when the offense is working much better when he's getting rid of it quicker. So as a guy that wasn't buying into the Browns hype, you know, I, I'm kind of, I feel a little bit vindicated right now, yeah. but... I think Baker Mayfield's a smart enough football player that he's going to figure it out, and the light's going to come on, and how long is that going to take, and is this a window of opportunity because ODB hasn't done much, Nick Chubb hasn't done much, Mayfield certainly hasn't done much. Maybe this is an opportunity because when they do figure it out, and we saw Freddie Kitchens last year directed a pretty good offense. There's talent there that they can put some warm bodies in front of them and help Valerie Bertinelli out. (laughs) <laughs> it all starts up front, John. It all starts with Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> that makes me. That makes me think. I wonder if Lindsay Lohan likes football. I. I have we, no, we'll have to. Is look she still around? Talk about childhood crushes. Is she still around? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure she's doing. Oh, well. Maj is this Paris Hilton, Bo? <laughs> Phyllis Diller? Who's <laughs> yours? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Betty, Betty White. May West. Here, Betty, Betty White. Old Betty White. White. Present. <laughs> <laughs> Betty White's my present crush. Absolutely. Uh, probably more Farrah Fawcett <clears throat> for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Valerie's popular in our household because one of my one of my best buddies, his niece won Kids Baking Championship last year. The oh, Paige Gainer sure. from Blaine. Oh, sure. Yeah. She's yeah, we're friends with them, so it's uh yeah, Valerie we're Phyllis we're all for Stiller. Valerie. Phyllis <laughs> Diller. <laughs> Bo's actually Googling pictures right now. Um no, Leave me alone for a while. <laughs> All right. I will. Uh, so my whatever is uh, uh, we're going to Seattle for mine. Chris Carson. We've, we've talked a little bit of trades. Actually, in, in, you know, last week was do we sell high on um, Lamar Jackson? Similar ty- Well, I won't say similar type of situation. It's a different situation, but um, another pot- <clears throat> potential sell high moment. And it's not even really selling high. It's like selling fair before the bottom potentially drops out because – Chris Carson has four fumbles in three games, and we've seen him punished for these fumbles. Uh, in week two, it was Rashad Penny who came in and got work. Now Rashad Penny hurt himself and walked through somehow on Friday <laughs> and didn't play last An week. An aggressive walk. It, it happens. Very aggressive walk through. Brisk walk. <clears throat> yeah, and in the second quarter, there's Carson with a fumble six, and the rest of the way in that game, C.J. Proceis outsnapped Chris Carson 40-13. to 13. And this is two and a half quarters worth of football here. This he isn't just, garbage just time. just edged him in, in snaps, 40-13. to 13. And, hey, there's arguments to be made. They're playing comeback. C.J. Proceis might be better in that role later, certainly. But, like I said, this was two and a half quarters yeah. of work. And if you look at the, the first three weeks of the season, Carson snaps 76 week one, down to 55, then down to 44. Now, Carson still got a fourth quarter carry inside the five, so it's not like complete eject button here. But... If you are a, a Chris Carson owner and don't have Rashad Penny, I'd be doing one of two things. Aggressively trying to get Rashad Penny or aggressively making offers, not even to the Penny. It could be the Penny owner, but to other owners who are desperate, maybe the Saquon Barkley owner, for instance, and seeing what you can get for Chris Carson, especially if you need help elsewhere. Because, I mean, you're going to get fair value based on statistically what he's done this season, or at least you should. And... But if, there, there will be an owner out there that you can actually maybe even buy low on Chris Carson, who is expecting. Oh, you're him, selling him as a buy low, ex- expecting him maybe. to be more, yeah, a lot more than he's given him so far. And maybe. he's like, he's fed up. He sees right. the writing on the wall like you do, and he drops some he's, stats he's, he's, on he's him. Drop the forty to thirteen. He's willing right just there. to move it's on. A, it's an aberration. He he's not going to keep having that workload go down. He's a better back than Penny, and once he gets you know his things together, it's. I think you're overreacting to that. Maybe, but fumbling has been an issue. And, you know, Pete Carroll has not been loyal to one guy, you know, based on his name or what he's done for him last year or where he was drafted. That's, that's just true. not his MO. I trust that's, everything that's Pete Carroll absolutely says. Absolutely true. And everything? And, I, you, like I said, this is not an emergency panic, but this is a now is the time to be talking to other owners because. There is gauging interest. It is a non-zero chance that the bottom falls out here. Rashad Penny gets more than half the work, looks fine, and ends up running away with this and, in and the doesn't fumble share. and doesn't fumble. <laughs> it, that is absolutely in the realm of possibilities yeah. here, and I don't want to be left holding sure. the bag on Chris Carson. Uh, I have something I'd like to ask you guys, please, if if you wouldn't mind. Bring it on. What do I do with Mark Andrews? What Keep do you starting. Want to do? <laughs> yeah. I'd, Maybe no. start him every week. <laughs> Are you thinking selling high in it? I mean, because because it has been so high, and he, you know, he might have a little bit of injury going on. Yeah, well, I mean, he has been hurt all year, and it is a sell high moment. And yeah, he was, you might he did not have. Last t- week. Is he was he the second tight end you drafted? No, he was the first. He but was. I, he was okay. he was a guy kind of like Tyler Lockett, where I try to get him everywhere. Okay, I'm in eleven leagues, so oh, I have to nice. I have to try to because you end up playing yourself. Right. In a different league, so I try to get the same guys for the most part. I think the worst non-injury finish for Mark Andrews is Hayden Hurst steals a few touchdowns, but I think the Ravens' offense as a whole gives you a dozen tight end touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of been their track record, and they've spread it out more. Yeah. Hayden Hurst was, was the next big thing. Was it last year, two years ago? Well, he was drafted, drafted last year ahead last of Mark year. Andrews. Yes. Yeah. In the same draft. Yeah. Yep. yeah. 
I, I would be, it depends on your situation. Certainly if you have another start-worthy tight end, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd be shopping them both to try to get the most that you can and well, then start the other one. And maybe I can be more specific. I do have David Waller as well. Darren Waller. Darren, Darren Waller. Waller. Paris, Paris Hilton. Yes. Yeah. David I, Waller's a musician. I, I, <laughs> I would Waller be seen what song, I, right? of the two, I have. I, I'd rather have Waller. I, I'd rather have Waller. He's, I mean, obviously the volume is ridiculous. He's the Raiders' number one receiver. First receiver to uh, first opposing receiver to hit the century mark in the U.S. Bank ever. Yeah. Wide receiver, ever? tight end, interesting. Running back. Well, that's only three years. But yeah, still. yeah. And so in that specific situation, yeah, I'd be I'd be looking at the team that just lost, lost David Njoku or or has you or know the guy that's OJ got Lamar Howard. Jackson. The guy. Or <laughs> the guy yeah. there's, Ooh, there's opportunities out there where you can offer him around and say, hey, what do you think? What do you give me for Mark Andrews? And fill another need on your Thank team. you. That was very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have I, any other questions? I, was losing I, sleep. I literally lost sleep over that last night, so thank you. I, I, really I know you, you've got a bail here. I lose sleep over Phyllis Diller. You've, <laughs> I know you got a bail here in a, in a minute or two. Do you have any other questions you wanted to get out? Well, and, I uh, just, uh, I'm more or less, like, how do you balance your life with this? <laughs> <laughs> That's my biggest question. Well, the first rule is What's don't balance? do this on your anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> oh shoot! Nope. No. Nope. Nope. That's not the first. The first rule is don't talk about. Oh yeah. Doing it on your anniversary. Come home with fantasy a football is like Fly Club. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> a lot like. No. It, well, with Bo and Tuvia, it's a little different because you guys are in the sports world in your day jobs. Yes. So true. you there's a lot of overlap in terms of your you know your whether it's your show prep or your leagues or whatever you're you're sort of still digesting information kind of 24 7 where you don't necessarily have to dedicate additional time to this and i'm an empty nester now and i really have no life outside of 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 work so i have time to do this but these two guys have life and kids and all sorts of other things going on mistress and see i don't have any of that and i still struggle with it maybe cut down to 10 leagues next year you know the, the the highest it was at was 15 Wow. And if I do have a suggestion with that, though, if you have a friend that, like, really likes spending money on things that don't mean anything, yeah. but they suck at fantasy football, hey, just, have them, just have them pay your way into a league, and then they think he's running it. So they, you know, yeah. they don't think twice about a free agent pickup. They don't know you as a threat. Last year we went to Manny's twice. Nice. Just based on that. money that we won. I went to Manny's twice for some money that I won. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. So you can be a ringer like that. It's pretty dope in that. In that I have way. not ever done that, but I like that. We need to start you selling our guy. services that You way. know that guy that like spends too much money on pull tabs? Yeah. Just be like, yeah. just put $100 into this and let's see what we can get out of it. I, I like that. I did that the first year at the Fanball League when it was the entry fee was like buck uh, fifty, which at that point in my life was a sizable chunk of change. I had a friend to buy half the inv- – Played half the entry fee and yeah. like shared the winnings with him. You know, early August next year, we got to just be going to bars every night, standing by the pool tab. You know, you know, what you could do with that hundred bucks. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm all on board with going better to bars return on every night. Right a, here, a really fun game to get drinks from people too is to bet them that that you can't they can't name five and of current NFL players that you don't know where they went to college. Ooh. Oh man, I've made I've gotten so drunk off of that game. <laughs> Uh, well, Annie, it was great to have you here, hey, and we hope that you, know, so you are welcome to come anytime. Tell the uh, folks again, you know, where they can come see you, where they can find you on the social medias and all that kind of stuff. And the Bout Damn podcast. Oh, yeah, Bout Damn. Damn. That's me and my uh, buddy Poop. See, that's uh, why I brought Andy on, because he works with Poop, I work with Poop. And we just thought there was a symbiosis there. <laughs> you have a buddy named Poop? It's, yeah, it's actually Brandon a reciprocal. It's a reciprocal nickname. So anybody he introduces me to, I'm Poop. And anybody, oh, okay. I, but I introduced him to the world essentially, so he's poop now oh, okay. forever. That's just how it's going to be right, stuck with right. poop. Okay. But you know, we were having these conversations anyway, and we figured, why not start recording? Turn them. on some mics and, and yeah. just yeah. so yeah. anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Um, Boutdam.com. You can find my comedy stuff there too. I try to do some writing, but honestly, it's been a little slow. I just got yeah. a new job and things. You know how that stuff. Yeah, goes. yeah, yeah. But. Comedy-wise, uh, Bullshorn, uh, South Minneapolis, you're going to have a good time. I can't promise that the comedy is always going to be good, but, I mean, I'll be there. I'm the, I'm the guy, I'm the guy that looks like uh, Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill got Miss Piggy pregnant. 
<laughs> oh, I wish I could have the rim shots. I, I got the mic plugged we'll in. We'll go back and put that, that in yeah. later. Yeah. No, you I, had, I had to do some material, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I couldn't do this the whole time and not do any <laughs> material. Tough crowd, tough crowd. I also, in a, in a similar joke, I look like a Lego made out of mashed potatoes. So that's another... <laughs> You guys, you guys can identify with that, right? That's accurate. Dude, I like mashed potatoes. Uh, I don't what are you trying to say, that way. I, I could eat. Stop hitting on Bo. <laughs> Phil, he's taken Phyllis yeah. Diller. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Phyllis. How dare me? All right. Well, thanks so much, Eddie. It was great hey, to have you. So, two of you said you did fairly well in the uh, fantasy draft Hooters last week. It could have been better with Mike Evans. Mike Evans would have got me a motorboat. Right now, I just kind of got a little. Just well, you get another chance this week. <laughs> I, I know the the seven hundred k Hooters seven hundred k main event main event. Well, and so if you haven't played on Fantasy Draft yet, you've heard us talk about how it's rake free, which means no rake. You don't have to rake. You don't bring a leaf blower. None of that stuff. You when you play in any tournaments on Fantasy Draft, you go basically if it fills. That means still all of the money in there is getting paid out to everyone, and if it doesn't fill, it's automatic overlay. It's it is so much fun, and it's so cool when you're going in, and especially like if you're you know one of those folks who watches overlay, you know, and you're getting in tournaments and picking your games based on that, and kind of you know picking off those at the last minute when you've got your lineup set. It's so great, and it's like it's this monthly subscription setup and it's a low cost and actually if you haven't done it yet and you want to try it just for a week for free use code ffp because you go in there for seven days and you try this you get you you know all of the benefits of rake free without having to pay for it and you see what that's like and then you know we we all love playing on there and so uh, i definitely recommend checking it out and like we said get in on that hooters Tournament, we can all buy motorboats, maybe. It'll be a good time. If you're rake-free, there's more money for hose. That's how I say it. <laughs> no? Uh, and, and this will be Fantasy Draft and, last show. With, and shovels with and any other garden implements you would need, right? <laughs> I was just uh, thinking about, you know, doing mm-hmm. some yard work. Let's talk 50-50. These guys are owned in 50% or less of Fantasy Leagues. Next. John, Anthony, and Bo will discuss whether they're high-value acquisitions or not worth the risk. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time for 50-50 on the Fantasy Football Party Podcast. Uh, We had a lot (laughs) of good... uh, We shouldn't even go through the whole list because it's most of the guys we picked last week were really good. Um, Then you left one off. Who did I leave off? Terry McLaren. Oh, yeah, I... And he's over 50% you now. Did all right. um, yeah. But, uh, well, so, and he's one of a handful of guys that if you picked up and used them last week, they can just stay on your roster right now. I mean, depending on bye weeks and injuries and stuff. But, you know, you're basically the Kansas City receivers, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Josh Allen. If you, you know, Josh Allen, I don't love his matchup as much this week, um, but we'll maybe talk about him a bit. Jameis has been playing uh, a little bit better. Carlos Hyde, holy smokes. Remember Duke Johnson? That was a guy. Um, you know, Frank Gore, as long as Devin Singletary stays out, might have a, you know a little bit of value. Nelson Aguilar. Will Disley is really the one that stands out because of that tight end landscape. And he he was like 6% owned last week when I picked him. Uh, scored another touchdown, and he is now shot up. Was he the one who scored the touchdown with zero time left on the clock? Yes, because yeah. he had two last week, I the, believe. The ultimate garbage time touchdown mm-hmm. with zeros on the clock in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you got hey, they all count that, the that same. Counted. They all count the same. And now Will Disley is owned in over 50% of leagues. And nobody is stealing uh, any any snaps from him with uh, the Nick Vanette trade. That's right. Yeah, uh, fifth rounder Nick Vanette went to uh, Pittsburgh for him. So uh, if you grabbed him last week on our, uh, mm-hmm. on our behest, on our behalf, not on our behest, how would am I? How do you on say our that? recommendation? On our recommendation. There you go. Um, say so. Just send us a thank you card. That's fine. Um, and Rex Burkhead might turn into a thing. I mean, I, we'll see what happens this week. But Sony Michelle might be a topic for uh, next week's whatever, if not news. We'll see how things go. Well, is he um, dating Phyllis Diller? No, Paris wow. Hilton. Uh, <laughs> and then the worst uh, recommendations from last week probably Malcolm Brown and Randall Cobb. And yeah, we talked uh, about Cobb early. I didn't yeah. think. I know he Bo did I, a little bit. Bo but. and I were both. Uh, on the DFS train with him, and he uh, let us down. All right. Well, let's talk about our uh, fellas owning 50% or fewer 
of fantasy leagues this week. Uh, Toby, why don't you start at quarterback? I'm going to start with Matthew Stafford. It's it's not that the Chiefs are a pushover defense, but you're going to have to score to keep up. So uh, that's what you got to do. I think two of you ordered some food. Uh, yeah, we'll take Nice. The, that we'll looks delicious. Oh, can yeah. I have some of your chips? You can have some of my chips. I'll have one. Right. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch, <laughs> Matthew Stafford, 11,200 on Fantasy Draft. He's their uh, Fantasy Labs quarterback, number 20. He's not a fantastic play, but like I said, you know, it's the Chiefs. They're going to have to put up points, and he's averaging 277 passing yards a game. So I'm all over Matthew Stafford this week. Hey, yo. Get off of Matthew Stafford. Let him play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo's chewing. I'll talk Marcus Mariota. At Atlanta, 10200 on Fantasy Draft. Fantasy Labs has that as the QB10 in their cash game models in terms of value. Really, this is about um, a couple of things. There's there's an upward trend here in that um, he's throwing more passes every week. The, the attempts have increased each of the last two weeks. He's averaging 30 yards per game on the ground, so he's giving you a little bit of floor there. You know, three That's three points right there just with his rushing. Um and they're playing, like I said, at Atlanta. Atlanta at home can put up some points. Mariota is likely going to need to throw more because of that. Um, and they, the Falcons lost safety Keanu Neal for the second straight year, and so that defense is uh, a little banged up. Falcons have been mid-pack against quarterbacks this year. With Neal gone, I think that gets a little worse. And Mariota has certainly been nothing special and certainly not lived up to the draft type. But, uh, you know, in a situation this week, if you had a Jimmy G, you know, you were using, I think uh, you can do worse than Mariota. All right, my quarterback for the second week in a row, since it ain't broke, I ain't going to fix it, Jacoby Brissett, going with the soft J this week, not making that mistake again. Uh, he's still only owned, at least when we drafted today, in 27% of leagues in, on ESPN, and that's just ridiculous. His He's playing so well, though, that his DFS price tag is shooting up, so he's no longer a value for DFS purposes. In fact, Fantasy Labs has him as a really poor value this week. But for those of you who uh, are interested in streaming a quarterback not for DFS purposes this week, Jacoby Brissett is a guy to to consider. Mike Chappelle uh, tweeted this uh, just on uh, Wednesday or Tuesday this week. He's the third Colts quarterback ever to have seven touchdown passes and one or fewer interceptions in his first three games of the season. The other two were Peyton Manning and Johnny Unitas. (laughs) That's uh, not so bad company. Pretty good company. And uh, they play the Raiders this week, whom the Vikings, even with Kirk Cousins, had their way with uh, a week ago before just resting on their laurels in the second half against them. So uh, I like the Colts offense. I've liked what I've seen out of Brissett. Um, <clears throat> like him more if T.Y. Hilton plays. Yeah, yeah, that Might does. Keep that an hurts. eye on that. But. Before we talk running backs, I just have to say, this left-hand white Russian nitro I got. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. AJ was kind of poo-pooing it earlier. This stuff is amazing. You're going to put on a bathrobe and go Big Lebowski on us I now? should. Yeah. All right, running backs. I'm going to go with a couple of bargain basement uh, options. These are the kind of guys that uh, you fill out the rest of your lineup and you say, I only, I only have 8,700, 8,300 left for uh, a flex spot or a running back spot. The top one is uh, Rex Burkhead against the Bills, $8,300 on Fantasy draft, he's Fantasy Labs running back number 23. 17 touches in a score last week. Um, that you know that backfield is always a dice roll, but he's a cheap one with some yeah. serious upside. And my other back at 8,700 on Fantasy draft is Ronald Jones. He gets the Rams. He is uh, He's only Fantasy Labs value running back number 55, but he's averaging 11 touches a game, 75 combo yards a game, and again, uh, it's it's a dice roll, but it's a under 9K dice roll for a back that's going to differentiate you a little bit and has been getting some touches and has a chance to do something. I will talk about Jamal Williams going against Philadelphia, 9,900 on Fantasy Draft. Not a value there. Uh, this is really just a, a, a bet on playing time. Aaron Jones, he played just 22 of Green Bay's 57 snaps last week. He scored a couple of touchdowns, so his fantasy day was fine. Williams was on the field for 35 snaps. He rushed for 59 yards on 12 carries. Aaron Jones just had 19 yards on 10 carries. Matt LaFleur came out and said this week he wants this to be more of an even split workload-wise. I'm not going to argue with you that Jamal Williams is better than Aaron Jones because I think that's patently false, but this is about usage, and Jamal Williams is getting it. And with this running back landscape the way it is, uh, you know, you 
you can absolutely get something out of him. Now, going against Philly isn't the greatest matchup, but this is more of, for me, a, a potential pickup and hold if you're just desperate at the running back position as well. Um, then I'm going Justin Jackson. I mean, we've talked a little bit about that situation for the Chargers and how Melvin Gordon's coming back. Uh, so this is kind of last call on using Justin yes. uh, Jackson if you've got him or uh, you know you need to pick him up to use him uh, at Miami. Uh, this is start all your guys against Miami situation. He's the Tony Pollard of this week, hopefully mm-hmm. uh, at 8900. He's actually Fantasy Labs has him as running back nine value um, uh, over at Fantasy Draft. So um, he honestly. He's looked just as good as Eckler. In fact, maybe even better last week. It's just Eckler's gotten more of the work. So if this is a situation where Eckler's not going to see as much work because they're up, uh, which I fully expect them to be, I think that uh, Justin Jackson can finish as a you know top 24 running back this week. All right, I've got two running backs as well. Neither one of them is a DFS play for this week. In fact, Fantasy Labs uh, strongly dislikes both of these guys for <laughs> <They> you. DFS <laughs> purposes um, away. On, on Fantasy Draft this week. Um, just because their value shot up from last week, mostly. Yeah. My two guys I'm talking about, Daryl Williams and Tony Pollard. We've talked about both of them already. We've alluded to both of them already uh, on the show. Uh, Daryl Williams last week, of course, stepped in with Damian Williams out with a knee injury. Shady McCoy also nursing an injury. Uh, Damian Williams in danger of not playing again this week. Uh, McCoy might be limited as well. So mm-hmm. Daryl Williams in Detroit. Uh, Pat Mahomes' first game under a dome, by the way. That, this should be interesting. Hmm. Uh, Williams had 14 touches for 109 yards last week, uh, and that is splitting time with McCoy. And we can see a very similar situation this week. He's still only owned in 15% of leagues on ESPN, which shocks me. Uh, Tony Pollard, my other guy, yes, last week was the week to have him because yeah. of the game script uh, going against Miami. But it's interesting to note that even in this game where it was a start all your Cowboys last week, uh, Ezekiel Elliott had two catches, Devin Smith had two catches, Randall Cobb had two catches, Tony Pollard had three catches. Hmm. They're throwing him the ball. He had 16 touches in last week's game for 128 yards and that touchdown this could be a sign of things to come. I mean, Elliott's obviously undoubtedly going to get his, but they might not be afraid to give Pollard the ball ten times a game between yeah, some, be. some some runs and some catches, and they play the Saints this week. You might get a little something done against them. All right. Wide receivers, Tuvi? Again, we're uh, going to the bargain basement. We'll start at the top. Uh, Philip Dorsett, who Fantasy, like Labs, that pick. Does, Fantasy Labs doesn't. Uh, wide receiver 73 in their uh, value model. Only $9,900 on Fantasy Draft. He's the third wheel in that passing game, but he's still almost five targets a game. He had seven last week, and he scored three touchdowns. So, again, it's uh, it's a $9,900 dice roll, and that's a lot cheaper than a lot of the other yeah. dice that you're throwing yeah. out at, for DFS. My second receiver, Muhammad Sanu, he gets the Titans this week. $8,100 on Fantasy Draft wide receiver 36, according to Fantasy Labs. He's had at least six targets in every game this year, and you know with his hands he's going to catch them. And as a uh, Devontae Freeman owner, that's become a very, very pass-heavy offense, and mm-hmm. there's going to be enough to go around, I think, for Sanu. And then uh, there's a sale at uh, Fantasy Draft this week. $6,000 they are giving away Trey Quinn of the Redskins <laughs> against the Giants. I think uh, with every twi- Trey Quinn, uh, you get a toaster. Where, Ooh, where's, could, where's the narrator? It's not really a toaster. They're, they're not really giving away a I toaster. Know. I was at, eating French fries. At right. least six targets in every game this year. He's he's a poor man's Terry McLaren, I think, oh, is, is the way to look at him. And, Terry uh, McLaren, rookie of the year, Terry McLaren. Oh, by the way, no team is giving up more fantasy points to wide receivers than the New York Giants. Hmm. Hmm. All right. That's me next. Uh, yeah. Danny Amendola against Kansas City. I'm uh, stacking with Tuvi's Matt Stafford here at 7,100. Fantasy Labs has him as the wide receiver 10 value over on Fantasy Draft. Targets have been up and down. Detroit should have to throw in this one, obviously, going against KC. Uh, thing to note here, though, he did miss Wednesday's practice with a shoulder injury that he suffered late last week, which contributed to uh, his snap count being down from what it had been the last couple of weeks. Kenny Still is going against Carolina. 8,400, so not really a value at Fantasy Draft. Uh, but 
You know, he played a season-high 53% of snaps in week three, season-high six targets, and his eight out is just through the roof. His average depth of target, 12-plus in every game, over 14 in week three. So they're taking shots at him. I mean, he's a good fit for this offense, and it's an offense he's still learning. He was traded to Houston from Miami in the preseason. So I, the the trajectory continues to go in the right uh, direction here, and honestly I would be picking up Kenny Stills if you need receiver help and you're you know looking ahead mm-hmm. to later in the season. I think that uh, there could really be something here. And then my flex is Hunter Renfro at Indy, uh, 8,000, not really something I'm looking at at Fantasy Draft. This is really more of a kind of a floor play than a ceiling play. Ryan Grant was cut today, so, I mean, one less cook in the kitchen, but it's, uh, you know, they're not cooking a lot of great stuff in that kitchen there in Oakland. Um, <laughs> Unlike here at JL Beers. <laughs> right. Um, oh, my God. By the way, these potato <laughs> chips that they hand cut here. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, on the burger, I, I, we almost went to fisticuffs with Andy talking about the burgers somewhere <laughs> else not being better. But anyway, uh, Indy, the way their defense is designed, they allow a lot of short over-the-middle stuff. You know, that's going to mean Darren Waller, obviously, uh, for Oakland. But Hunter Renfro as well should get fed in this one. All right, I've got two wide receivers and a flex wide receiver. And unlike my running backs, Fantasy Lab's loves my wide receivers all three of them this week and the three of them together combined total ownership percentage on espn leagues is still under 20 percent for the three of them combined including one of them that's owned in less than one percent of fantasy leagues so i'll start with him demir beard of the card bird bird beard beard did i say beard it did yeah, that's was, why that's why he's so low at, owned i was looking at your luscious beard <laughs> thank Anthony. you it is very nice uh, it's Demir, one month Demir this bird. is exactly one month of growth well played yeah. uh he's the cardinals number one or number three wide receiver right now he was on the field for 96 percent of the cardinals snaps last week which was the most of their wide receivers including larry fitzgerald he has 12 receptions on 22 targets for 106 total yards, and the Seahawks' pass defense is mediocre thus far. My other two wide receivers are Paul Richardson of the Redskins going up, up against a bad Giants defense. Uh, and Deontay Johnson of the Steelers going up against the Bengals. He's Fantasy Lab's fourth-ranked value amongst wide receivers this week. <laughs> so... Um, I'm going to have him in a in a lot of lineups, I think, because you can stack yeah. in a lot of nice guys around him. And that's just not fourth-ranked amongst wide receivers that were eligible for us to draft. That's this all. is fourth-ranked yeah. wide receiver overall because he'll only cost you $6,000 on fantasy draft. And you get a toaster. And you get a toaster. Narrator. No toaster. Uh, tight ends. Yeah. Well, it's like everybody forgot that this guy was really good last year. Maj, I'm looking at you. Oh, I saw um, it. But Eric Ebron is only $7,800 on Fantasy Draft. He's Fantasy Labs tight end number 15. He gets the Oakland Raiders, who have allowed the seventh most tight end receiving yards, the ninth most fantasy points to tight ends. He, you know, you're worried about Jack Doyle. Ebron is letter tied for the most tight end targets on the Colts in all three games. We talked earlier about maybe no T.Y. Hilton. They're going to need a red yeah. zone guy. Well, mm-hmm. Eric Ebron kind of did a little of that last that. Yep. year. They even yep. handed the ball to him from time to time. So I don't dislike your pick, Tuvi. Yes, you do. You're just saying that. <laughs> I, li- I like it a lot. I wish I would have gotten him this week. Uh, if you can't get uh, – do you have more Eric Ebron to sell us on? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. I'm okay. If you can't get Will okay. Disley, Eric Ebron's the guy to have. Yeah, you guys both tried to get Will Disley. Lots well. of times. He was he was under 50% owned when we tried to draft yeah. him. Uh, Noah Fant uh, going against Jacksonville is mine at 4,600. Um, honestly, yeah, not DFS worthy, I don't think. He is at least playing consistently over 60% of the snaps, averaging four targets per game. I, another guy who I think his trajectory is kind of going in the right direction. And, you know, if you're in a deeper league or, you know, you start two tight ends or something, I do think that he's someone you can you can hold because um, I think there are better days ahead. Going against Jacksonville, I don't love that matchups. But, hey, it's a disaster of a tight end landscape. So I'm aiming for the trending up types if you can't get Will Disley or Eric Ebron. <laughs> yeah, and dovetailing off the uh, disaster of a tight end landscape, a vibe that Maj just threw down. Tyler Eifert is my uh, tight end owned in less than 50% of ESPN Fantasy Leagues. He's still only owned in 17%. Uh, Fantasy Labs doesn't love him this week. 
I don't really love him this week, but he's the best of what was out there after both of you guys tried to draft Will Disley seven times and <laughs> got Tuvi got uh, Eric Ebron. So he found the, the end zone a couple weeks ago. And I'm already regretting this. I probably should have <laughs> probably should have drafted. I, I was considering enjoy him while he's yeah, healthy. That, well, that, that much is true. At I least was, he's got his health. I was considering drafting Irv Smith Jr. of the Vikings. Wow, Ooh, who looked really he good looked on that one really, play? Yeah. He looked really good in flashes. And keep an eye on that because we might be seeing a change into the guard at tight end for the Vikings. Kyle Rudolph's been great. Irv Smith Jr. Well, it's going to end up being he, he, a lot of he two can tight run, no He can run receiver. so much better. Yes. He's he's a very good route runner and very good after the ball he can catch. He's somebody to keep an eye on, and he's owned in like 1% good at of fantasy leagues. Yeah. So. Uh, defense special teams. And kicker. We'll go kicker. Yeah, sorry. That's what I meant. Defense special teams and kicker. I'll go Jason Myers <laughs> against the Cardinals, uh, who have allowed the third most kicker points, and that's enough to say about kickers. My defense is going to be the Steel Curtain, Mean Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Donnie Shell. You don't get those guys. Okay, well, whatever they've got, um, they get the Bengals. For $5,300 on Fantasy Draft, they are Fantasy Labs. Defense special teams number one, according to my value model. The Bengals have eight giveaways, have allowed 11 sacks, and are scoring 18 points a game. None of those are particularly good things for no. the Bengals, but they are good things if you have the Steelers defense. You know, Phyllis Diller was a big Elsie Greenwood fan back in the day. She was. Mm-hmm. I've got the Colts defense special <laughs> team. It's <laughs> Dolan at 4,200. The uh, uh, defense special team is number six, according to Fantasy Labs, over there on Fantasy Draft. Uh, you know, they've got a respectable eight sacks, three forced turnovers this year. Uh, and Oakland, you know, Denver's defense special team didn't do anything against them. But uh, the last two weeks, um, there has been some success there against the Raiders. I like what the Colts are doing. I'm picking up what they're putting down, and I'll pick them up to start them this week. Ah, I see what and you then did there. Ty Long at Miami or Michael Badgley if he comes back and plays uh, go, uh, going for the Chargers. They're the the Chargers have the highest team total, uh, Vegas team total uh, of the week against so, Miami. Really? Yeah, uh, who'd have thunk? Now, hey, it hasn't been a guarantee. I mean, Steven Goskowski got me negative one against Miami a couple weeks ago. I want to say, but uh, I've had some success so far. Matt Gay had a nice day points wise, despite missing two extra points in a field goal. He still actually had a bunch of points uh, overall. I'm sure that the Bucks still weren't happy with him after the game, yeah. but uh, hey, it worked out for you. That's all that matters. My kicker is going to be Joey Sly. Finally got him this week. He's the second highest scoring kicker in the NFL right now and owned in less than 30% of leagues on ESPN. That will change soon, I have a feeling. They go up against the Texans this week, and my defense will be the Seahawks defense going up against the Cardinals. They've been kind of okay this year, nothing great. They're the 12th-ranked value defense amongst uh, cash game model defenses for Fantasy Lab on uh, Fantasy Draft this week. And amongst the defenses that were available to us, I believe they were the second or third highest ranked of what was left out there. So I'll go with the Seahawks defense going up against Kyler Murray, who threw uh, two more interceptions last week. Yeah. All right. Well, before we shut her down here, I wanted to to uh, get a little nostalgic since it's the one-month anniversary of the last time of I shaved beard. and the nine-year mo- nine anniversary of my wedding. I've been uh, – Melissa and I were cleaning out our basement uh, this last weekend and came across some old Fanball magazines from our uh, our run at Fanball 1.0. And I, I there's some funny stuff. The King, obviously. The King write-up being one of my favorites. But, the which um, one? The Burger – when we had the King as one of our tight ends and <laughs> wrote him up. King from like, Burger yeah. King. That's right. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, you know what I actually liked because the most? that was helpful. It was very – that's what we're actionable is what we'd like to, to do. Um, no, the thing that I like the most, actually, that, um, you know, I sort of kept with my keepsakes is uh, one of the magazines, and I don't remember the year uh, Stephen Jackson was on the cover, but I had all of you guys sign it, uh, you know, you two and, and all the old crew. And so having one of those old magazines with all, all of our autographs, like, I'm, I'm not going to go – You're crying. I'm not going to go back and read all of those other ones that I had, you know. It's like mm-hmm. – it's nice to have, but, like – that one is a keepsake. I was I was glad I did that. So to anniversaries, cheers on cheers on uh, yeah, cheers. On, on beards, weddings, and and magazines. And uh, I want to thank Andy again, Andy Keenan, Keenan. Don't call me Keenan for coming out and joining us here on the podcast. We hope you'll come out and join us. Seven thirty p.m. Wednesday nights here at JL Beers in Burnsville. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. 
ask us some questions, um, and otherwise uh, check out Fantasy Labs, Fantasy Draft, and uh, good luck to you all in week four, and we will catch you for week five.